Thanks for hopping on to another episode of Double B Creates. Last week we had Brad and we had Kevin and we were talking about depression. Depression was a very, very high on the list of mental illness uh, symptoms, if you will. This week, we are talking about ADD, but I just kind of want to backtrack a little bit to the last episode. We are doing these episodes on mental health because we want to help other people. We want to help them be able to reach out, be able to ask for help, and be able to function in society as normal individuals. And Brad and I, I don't know, Billy, if you know him, but Brad and I just recently had a friend who served six tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. And then he opened up Ready Gunner in Orem, and uh, he's no longer with us as of late. So I want to give a quick moment of silence for Neil Curry. Thank you all. That that really hits home for me. I was not military. I tried to join and <laughs> my girlfriend at the time said, nope, absolutely not. Three months later, we had a daughter that was on the way. And uh, that's pretty much my story as far as the military is concerned. <laughs> I, I highly respect our military. I think 22 a day is 22 too much. Agreed. A hundred percent agreed. Uh, for those of you who know, who know me and my brother, Brad, our father is, um, a United States Marine. He retired from active duty several years ago. Um, but, uh, but that hits home for us as well. Um, 22 is, is 22 way too many, regardless of, of the population class, regardless of the population group, I should say. Um, one in a population group is too many. Absolutely. So moving on, we're talking about ADD today, and I will totally flip the script on you, Billy, because I lived with ADD my whole life. I still live with ADD. I can look right in your face, see your mouth moving, and I cannot understand a word that you say sometimes. And that's not just you. It's everybody. That being said, I did zero, zero research. You know what? So here's the thing. And and so I want to I want to preface this with Kevin and I are super close. We'd consider each other brothers. I had I had a feeling he was gonna do that. <laughs> um, not not because Kevin is not adamant about the podcast and adamant about mental health, but sometimes Kevin loses focus. Sometimes Kevin focuses on different things, which is, which is perfect because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about ADD. We're talking about a deficit attention deficit disorder, which, you know what? Sometimes the shiny things in the room take our attention. And I want to, and I want to preface this. I, I want to kind of give an example like this. I was listening to a, uh, <clears throat> to a, uh, a podcast from Dr. Thomas E. Brown. He is a, uh, a PhD in psychology. He's taught at some uh, at Ivy League schools, 
according to the podcast he currently teaches teaches up at um at at a uh at ivy league schools and he sh- and he talked about there are times in our life where we all just lose attention where we just lose it and, and we don't understand what's going on we're just like oh whatever he's like most of us he then goes on to say most of us can dig down and say all right, this is a task I don't want to do. This is not something I'm, I I care about, but I've just got to do it. So we dig down and he said, the way he said it was, they dig in and they tap into willpower and the willpower gets them through it. He then said, if you think about folks with ADD, it doesn't matter how much they want to do the task that's in front of them. The willpower is just not there. And it's not because they don't want to do it. It's just, it's just not there. So unless you create an extreme circumstance where you're either putting them in a fight or flight scenario, it just doesn't matter. Like they just have focus somewhere else. And, and that really clicked for me because there are times that I want to strangle Kevin for prep on some podcasts because he doesn't, he doesn't prep, but I know it's not because he doesn't want to prep. It's just sometimes he just doesn't focus. And it's not because he did it on purpose. It's just, it just happens. And I, I will state that I did not prep for this one on purpose because we talked about um, depression. We talked about anxiety. We talked about having anxiety versus living with anxiety. Right. And right. there is a difference. I live with ADD. Right. The only thing I looked up I will state right now, in 1987, ADD became a part of ADHD, which is not the same thing. I will flat out argue that all day long. And like a prime example was I graduated high school late with a 1.9 GPA, two months late. 1.9 1.9 GPA. That's pretty freaking low, right? It, it's really low. Like for those for those who don't understand the scale. So in Utah, where we graduated, we don't we 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 operate on the four point scale. We don't have above 4.0 like some other states that where if you get an A plus, you get a 4.3. Uh, if you graduate with less than less than like a 1.9 is less than a C average. You're 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 closing in on a C minus average. It was about a C minus, yeah. And I actually um, kind of got kicked off the hockey team because of my GPA and other stuff. But I'm going to digress a little bit. Um, I graduated high school late from an alternative high school with a 1.9. And I proceeded on to college and I chose to study psychology. I finished my associates with a 3.8 and my bachelor's with a 3.6. And I realized at that point it was because I was forced to go to high school. I was forced to learn this. I was forced. It was pounded in you. I chose to go to college. Right. Right. (laughs) And it was something I was interested in. It was something passionate about. And so I, they had my attention, they had my focus. And even now in my career, 
like I had a meeting. It was a not a meeting, a training today. I couldn't tell you the first thing about what the training was about. <laughs> so I mean, and that's and that's like and that's what um so so you mentioned so the the research that I did, it it suggests, you know, a lot of since 1987, they've they've labeled like like Kevin said, they've labeled ADD and the ADHD family, but they've labeled it as the inattentive type mm-hmm. of ADHD, which in my opinion, they're splitting, they're splitting hair. I am not a psychologist. They're, not, how they're grouped together is beyond me. I, I have no idea. I don't understand psychology enough to, to, to say that. And you studied psychology and you're like, I don't even know how they're grouped in the same family. <laughs> so, um, so, but, but that's the thing, like, like a lot of with the, the podcast that I listened to and a lot of the papers that I started researching, ADD is a known condition since 1902. Like it was a known behavioral issue since, since it's, since it's inception. And, and I won't say inception. I want to say the first known cases were discovery. 1902. What? Discovery. Yeah. Discovery. Um, in 1902 however what they what they said it was is your your boy because it generally was boys just can't sit still like they just they have a behavior issue and it wasn't known until 19 1987 where oh like there really is something going on 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 the neurological scale and that in the brain that just doesn't allow for for this person to sit still which is awesome um, because now we can start addressing it. It's not just, Hey, you don't behave. You don't do this. You don't do that because folks with ADD, if they're passionate, like Kevin said, he's passionate. He was passionate about psychology in college. He could pay attention all day long. He probably could read whatever book he wanted on psychology because he's passionate about it. He wanted to be there or the classes he wanted to be in. (laughs) I should say, Um, go ahead, Kevin. looks like you're trying to say something. Oh, I said uh, post college. I still read psychology uh, books, right, and other literature. That it just it fascinates me. I love the brain. I love the human mind. Like that's, right. and it's, and everyone was like, "Oh, you got into psychology? It's because you have some sort of issue." Okay, cool. Yeah. I, we all do, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> We're going to dive into later in the season. But um, it just, like, I'm reading right now, it's a 10-book series. Uh-huh. And I'm reading on dark psychology. Right. And that scares a ton of people. They're like, oh, dark psychology. Oh, you're some sort of... No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm reading about narcissism and gaslighting and, right. and mind control and other things things of that nature right not that i'm trying to do that to my wife or kids or anybody else it just it's something that sparks my attention right now i want to flip the script on you kevin like this is something that interests you you probably could sit down with that book for hours and hours and hours and hours at a time if i put a statistics book in front of you or a calculus book in front of you is that going to occupy your time or are you just going to look at me and like burn it I would smack you with it. See, see that, but see, that's the thing is, is Kevin has a diagnosed condition of ADD. He knows like, this isn't cool. Don't force me to do this. I'm going to go do something else. 
And that's, but that's, but that's what's going on. It's not like, it's not like Kevin, you know, doesn't find statistics fascinating. It's not like he doesn't find some math principles fascinating. It's just, it doesn't like, he just doesn't have that. I don't want to say don't doesn't have the willpower, but doesn't have the willpower to sit down and force himself through it. Cause then he's like, whatever, I don't care. Get out of here. Well, I, I have the willpower to read through it, but the problem is, is, um, uh, heck what's the word comprehension. Oh, okay. Okay. I can read through the whole thing. And like, there's, there's four learning styles. There's, artistic gosh i'm not gonna nail this by any means i'll say let me look it up for you uh, keep going <laughs> there's artistic where they can turn it into like if it's a quote turn it into a poem or something like that it's auditory visual kinesthetic and reading exactly so for me like example again i was in that training today you can tell me to do four things a thousand times until I physically do it. That's it. <laughs> I won't get it until I do it. Right. And Go ahead. that's, that's one really, really interesting thing about, and I, I kind of wanted to, and this is kind of like an ADD segment, but, um, I wanted to dive into that a little bit because every kid has and every person has their own learning style. Agreed. 100% agree. And I absolutely love my oldest son. His teacher doesn't have tables and chairs in the classroom. They have wobbly chairs. They have blow up chairs. They have camping chairs. Right. All sorts of stuff for the kids to wiggle on all day long. And my kid's on a blow-up, like, donut thing. <laughs> and I was actually going to send you a picture the other day, and I forgot. But it lets them get their little wiggles out while they learn. Because it is, it's not necessarily a sensory thing, but it kind of is. Right. <laughs> and that would have been incredible when I was in school. Right. I, uh, there was a kid that I went with, went to school with and one of the smartest kids I know, but he, in one hand, he'd be writing and in the other hand, he'd be twirling something in his hand, just yep. a move. Yep. Smartest kid I know, but because of that little bit of movement and that little bit of whatever, he could stay focused. Now, now there are, there are people that will argue that's ADD. There also are are people that will argue that's hyperactive, which is a different episode. But for whatever reason, he wiggled and he moved and and it succeeded for him. He just could do whatever he needed to do and go. And so, so yeah, like, like it's there. Um, and so there are like, and, and to be honest, like when I started diving down into this and for those who don't know my background, my background is in mathematical statistics and the numbers and the research process and getting into everything. There were so many rabbit holes to go down that that it was it was really dangerous for me to like choose one thing and go. So I had to like take a super high high approach. And last week, um, 
Kevin mentioned that there was a test where he was sat down and and he was given this 10 point test about di uh, a depression diagnostic, which if you listen to that episode, Kevin is very vehement about the idea of that's a, that is an inaccurate assessment, which for those of us in that have worked in healthcare, we know that as the PHQ 10, and that is a field assessment to say they might have <laughs> depression and we need to get them with someone who is a specialist. Like, like it's a field assessment. Um, when I looked up the symptoms of ADD, I realized that similar to what Kevin, Kevin said last week, these symptoms are like a lot of us have, have experienced one of these nine symptoms before, according to uh, the diagnostic and statistical manual produced by um, groups uh, that, that diagnose ADD. Um, but I look at it and I'm like, you have to really know what you're doing mm -hmm. before you can say, oh, this person has ADD. Um, and let me give, let me give you an example. Um, there was a, at my elementary school, um, there was a, there was a school counselor there who openly would tell parents, get your kid on, and I believe it was a Ritalin, just get your kid on Ritalin. He has this condition. Oh, right, right, right. So for, <laughs> for those that just heard what Kevin said, Kevin's triggered. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, uh, I didn't say that for Kevin's triggering. I said that for this purpose, that, that that counselor was like, Hey, this needs to happen. We talked to our, our pediatric doctor who had a colleague that, that did child psychology and, and psychiatry. And when they found out about it, they, they were not happy. They went to the, the, the school board and were like, this guy needs to get shut down. He's telling people that to go do stuff. He doesn't have an MD. He doesn't have an accreditation. Um, get him out of here. I say that to say this, just because like everything we've said before up to this point, we're, we're, we're investigating this. We're talking about it. We're bringing what we've talked about to the table. Just because you have, just because you, you sometimes have difficulty paying attention or you lose things or you forget stuff or, or, you know, you, you struggle to follow some instructions doesn't necessarily mean you have ADD. You need to see a professional to actually get this diagnosed and preferably a professional that has studied mental health, not just anybody off the street. You just triggered so many thoughts. Um, number one, Ritalin sucks. <laughs> I will straight up like advocate all day long. Ritalin is absolutely not the answer. It turned me into a zombie. I have a really good friend whose brother became pretty much brain dead from it because it does affect your brain. Right. Your psychosis. He's right. never been able to hold a job in his life after he was on Ritalin. So there's Adderall and there's some other stuff. But learning, like I'm not on anything and learning how to control your thoughts and emotions and things of that nature, I think are far more valuable than going on to any medication that's out there, period. Right. And, but what kills me, and I, I wanted to ask you this question, and with the ADD brain, you have to give a backstory 
in order to lead into your story, which gives my wife anxiety, which is why I wanted to do this episode right. with her, because it drives her freaking crazy. Right. Because I'm like, hey, hold on. Backstory, backstory, backstory. Question. <laughs> She's like, just ask me the damn question. Yeah. So the APA in 1987 okay. said ADD is now a part of ADHD. And I will tell you, my buddy, Mike Peterson, I will call you out by name, is ADHD. I am ADD. There is a difference. Right. They're linked together is whatever. Um I was born in 1989. So in 1987, two years before I was born, I was diagnosed when I was six with ADD. If it's part of ADHD, why am I diagnosed with ADD? So I did some research on that. I did some research on that. And the the doctor, the the, the psychologist that I referenced before, Dr. Thomas E. Brown said, a lot of people say ADD because it's easier than saying the inattentive type ADHD because it's AD the the H is hyperactive yes so so when you have ADHD and there are three types of ADHD there's inattentive type there's hyperactive and then there's combined the hyperactive is the, the is is your friend Mike the the can't sit still, can't whatever, always has to be moving, doing something, right? Then there's the interact, there's inattentive, which is just, they just seem to not focus. They just seem to like not be able to dial it in. And and so a lot of people, when they say, well, I have ADHD, they kind of look at them like, you're not hyperactive. Okay, it's ADD. Because people don't understand that, okay, in 1987, the medical community came together, there are there's some commonality between these three types. They grouped them together. And so instead of looking at somebody and say, I have inattentive type ADHD, they just say ADD because people people are like, oh, cool. He's not hyperactive. He just has a hard time paying attention. Or they have a hard time paying attention. Now I'm generalizing really badly. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's kind of like uh uh, schizophrenia there's four types and a lot of right. people know that there's four types of schizophrenia right um but i i, I really feel like if you're going to call something adhd there's some sort of separation so yes there's inattentive and yes there's hyperactive but to lump everything together just seems a little bit odd to me you know and that's not, I, not only that, eight years after everything was lumped together, I was diagnosed with ADD, whereas it's a part of ADHD. So, like, uh, <laughs> how does that actually work? <laughs> I so here's here's what my my tongue in cheek answer. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist so this by any means do not take this as medical whatever. I wonder if he said it because to your parents and and to to communicate to your parents it's ADD 
versus inattentive type ADHD, just like as a communication practice versus that diagnosis. Now, now I have no evidence to support that whatsoever. We should probably get a psychologist on here sometime and just be like, draw the line. Like, where is the line? Like, is inattentive type ADHD really ADD? And if it is, like, help us understand where the line is between inattentive type and hyperactive type. Like, where is that line, even though that they're grouped under the same family? I, I love that you suggested that because my cousin is going to be a PhD here in about six months. Okay. In the field of psychology. And okay. her husband is a military active individual who's about to retire. So she's been around going back to the start of this episode. Right. Been going around talking to military individuals and personnel during like lunch breaks, everything else and dealing with PTSD and other things of that nature. So I think that would be absolutely incredible to have my cousin on here. And you know what? And I think, and I, and I, okay. Spoiler. I'm saying this is a spoiler because because we have talked the three of us me kevin brad have talked about like what we want to do so yes we have planned we have done a lot more planning on season two versus the x many episodes of season one 87 87 episodes of season one the goal one of the things we talked about is like the last episode having like a like a specialist on or or someone who can talk to this so foreshadowing kevin you know i mean reach out to your cousin if they want to be on let's talk to him we can bring up we can bring all sorts of questions up to him and be like the heck <laughs> and so not only that my other cousin uh, my family's full of psychologists which is weird we must be pretty messed up uh, he, <laughs> retired. he used to own his own practice so there's that um but i i wanted to ask you a question okay. this episode and there hasn't really been a segue to it so all right we're, we're creating the segue we just created it and i i do talk a lot slower because i did grow up with a stutter and uh i have to think about what i'm saying before i say it that's totally. part of ADD. so totally not to drive her anxiety right through the roof so that would be really fun to get her on but um ADD and ADHD, I personally don't feel has been diagnosed as much in recent years. I feel like the the world has kind of moved over, if you will. And I'm as everyone knows, I just kind of state things, so don't be offended. But I feel like the world has kind of moved away from ADD, ADHD, and into autism. And I know, like, I have family members who are on the spectrum. I have really good friends who have adult children, if you will, who are still nonverbal and things of that nature. And I started looking into autism, and I have a really bad uh, light sense, light sensitivity, personally. And so... Like if if I go outside, I have to wear sunglasses or else it, right. it gives me a migraine. Right. And so my question to you was, do you think ADD, ADHD could be 
related in some form based on your research to autism? You know, I, I wish I could say yes or no based on my research. <laughs> uh, I would have to go dig into that a little bit more um, to, to really say yes, no, maybe here's my conjecture. Um, autism, and, and I can't even like autism is its own thing altogether. Um, that and Asperger's and everything. Yeah. Like, like those are like, I mean, that's, uh, beyond, beyond the scope of this episode of, of, of double B. But with that said, it, it wouldn't, like mental health is so i don't want to say new but it's it's it is it is so it's a big and psychology started in i think 1952 yeah like and it it is still considered a baby and it's a new study there's a lot of things still we need to explore we don't even understand how the brain works mental health is the heart of psychology Agreed, hundred percent agreed, and I think that's the that's where things are are super interesting because we haven't even really explored it all. Like we don't know, and that's the beautiful thing about about like it's beautiful in that we get we can continue to learn and we can continue to help. The ugly side of health of of mental illness and mental health is we have to. Um, be able to uh, we have to be able to figure out how to really dig into the 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 evolution of of diagnoses mm-hmm. and so it's it it can get a little bit scary it can definitely get a little bit scary oh, um, we could go all day and get deep and dark talking about uh mental health facilities and right economies and yeah it's, and, and we don't need to go down that route because we don't need to go down the dark days of 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 mental health we, we very much need to stay in the present of of this is this is what we're doing now because what i think people fixate too much on well they use they used to like call people with this condition that or they used to treat it like this and they used to treat it like that and i think that is one of the barriers to people reaching out for help is they're too focused on well what would they do versus what can they do i completely agree with that and brad actually brought up a really really good hotline uh in the last episode the intermountain health hotline and i don't have the number offhand but it's it's not the suicide hotline which is 988 but it's it's a free service that intermountain offers for anybody just even more or less like looking for companionship or somebody to talk to about whatever they're experiencing things of that so, so what i will tell you is is brad said it's available to everyone Mm-hmm. A little bit, a little bit more investigation says it's available for, for Utahns. Um, with that said, uh, uh, SAMHSA 
uh, SAM HSA, which is, give me a second, they're a big old group, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, they also have, they have a national helpline. Um, the number is 1-800-622-HELP. 1-800-622-HELP, and help is 4357. Um, 100%. That's a group out there that really wants to, to help out. So if you're local to Utah, definitely reach out to Intermountain Health. If you're national, reach out to SAMHSA um, or find out what your local provider will do. Um, I'm sure every state has a big has a big system like Utah has Intermountain Health. I'm sure every state has a big system that has something set up. And if they don't, reach out to SAMHSA. I mean, not only that, we're talking about ADD and everything on this episode, but this whole season is about mental health in general. And I really wish that more people would reach out because as we started this episode, one of Brad and my, myself's friends, we lost and that could have been prevented with Somebody, I had no idea. And it's it's really easy to, as men especially, hide emotions. Right. It's really hard to express emotions and reach out and say, hey, I'm struggling. I'm kind of thinking about, you know. This, that, and the other. Yep. Exactly. And uh, we are conditioned to be the providers, protectors, etc but we do have emotions we do have feelings and we need just as much help as women and i for the feminists out there <laughs> i'm just kidding you know 100 percent. like we have no one... we have the same emotions we have the same issues we have the same needs and we are all human agreed Agree. Like everybody, everybody needs somebody. Uh, how is that song go? Everybody needs somebody somewhere. Yeah. Um, and so regardless of where you are, like if you need somebody to reach out and like Kevin pointed out in the last episode, uh, if you notice somebody is just off on left field, picking dandelions, not talking to anybody, short responses and that there's been a change it's a, it's frankly it's my opinion if you're if you're truly that person's friend or family member it becomes your responsibility to say what's going on and i am coming to learn that when people get quiet that's when they need communication the most yeah yeah and and typically when you're quiet you at least in my condition in in my experience when i get super quiet it's because i feel like i have exhausted exhausted opportunities exhausted everything i feel like i've exhausted so it's just like i need somebody to reach out to me and i just don't know how to ask and yeah, so absolutely if, if you notice somebody being quiet please reach out to them that's honestly the absolute best thing that could ever happen to that person right. even if they give you one word answers responses whatever right. if they're quiet take notice right so anyway 
on that note, um, we really appreciate everybody coming in and talking to us, uh, to listening, I guess, not talking to us, listening, listening to us, listening to us. <laughs> um, this episode, uh, definitely was about ADD. We explored a little bit more about ADHD, talked a lot about communication, which I feel like communication is going to be a big thing in the next few weeks. Just foreshadowing, super foreshadowing. Uh, Number one, absolutely. And so anyway, we want to say thank you. We're grateful that you stopped in. We're grateful that you listened to us. Um, And we will see you on the next episode. With that said, again, uh, this episode will be published on Monday. And on Wednesday on our Facebook page, we will publish the next topic. So if you're paying attention, it's there. And we're on Double B Creates on Facebook. Let's give it a quick spoiler alert. What was the next episode? Oh, you got to check out on Facebook because I'm not going to tell you. You got to check it out on Facebook. Nice try, Kevin. <laughs> Valiant attempt. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> we appreciate every single one of you. Uh, please take care of yourselves. We love all of you. All right. See y'all.